My name is James Shepard, and this is the Merchant Sales Podcast, coming to you with a quick tip today, not from the studio, as you can tell from a little bit of background noise, but sometimes I get some content that comes directly from my work with sales agents or ISOs, and I really want to record it while it's fresh in my mind. So I am sitting here in a cafeteria recording my podcast today. So let's jump right into it. I want to talk to you about how to hit your sales goals in four simple steps. Helping an individual sales rep or sales team increase merchant services submissions is not a mystery to me. I have helped hundreds of merchant services reps as well as ISOs increase their submissions, but I've never before shared my simple four-step process for accomplishing this. It's not complicated, but if you implement this process, I guarantee you that it will dramatically increase your submissions as an individual rep or as an independent sales organization. There are three types of goals that you need to set in order to maximize your performance. Now, unlike most books and materials that are based on a top-down, quote, make your dreams a reality approach, I like a bottom-up, quote, have a realistic dream approach. This method of goal setting always works over time and provides consistent improvement in your numbers. Use this four-step strategy to increase your submissions over time. Let's jump into the three types of goals, and then we're going to talk about that fourth step to understand how to get that constant improvement over time. Number one, the first step, plan your actions. These must be 100% within your control, and all goals must start with actions. How many hours per day do you want to devote to prospecting, and what do you plan to do with those hours? A good example of action goals would be, I am going to prospect for 20 hours a week, which means four hours each weekday, and during that time, I will walk into a minimum of 20 businesses per day. So the action goal here to summarize would be that you're either going to walk into 20 businesses a day, or prospect for four hours, whichever comes last. What makes your actions unique is that there is no measurement of time too small that your actions can't be predicted. Certainly unexpected things happen, but your success will largely be determined by your ability to minimize the effects of unexpected events. You should track your actions on a daily and even an hourly basis. Communicate with your family and friends about your action goals and that just like a regular job, you have to complete those action goals each day before you're able to come home. Step number two, make assumptions that will multiply your actions. Now, these are not entirely within your control because they require more than just effort. They also require skill. They require a knowledge of market realities. In sales, the most important assumptions are contact rate and closing percentage. In the first step, you're making an action goal that you are going to prospect four hours per day and walk into 20 businesses per day. You can absolutely achieve a goal like this, and it is 100% within your control on a weekly basis. But now we need to isolate the two assumptions that will multiply these actions. Let's assume that from those 20 walk-ins, you're going to make five good contacts. Then, let's say you will close one out of these five within, say, 10 days of speaking with them. These would be examples of assumptions. 
as you track your results against these assumptions, they will vary a lot from day to day. So don't try to track your closing rate or your contact rate on a daily basis. You want to look at your assumptions on a weekly basis because there's going to be some variation based on the types of businesses you're in, the area you're in, the mood you're in that day, and a lot of other things. Well, we have our actions and we have our assumptions. What's next? Number three, set monthly benchmarks. Actions multiplied by assumptions over a period of 20 working days will give you your monthly benchmark. Let me say that again. Your actions multiplied by your assumptions over a period of 20 working days will give you your benchmarks. For instance, if I commit to walking into 20 businesses per day and I assume that I will make one sale per day as a result, this gives me a monthly benchmark of 20 sales. Because there are so many variables that affect the actions and assumptions you made in the first two steps, we don't want to rethink our larger strategy every day or even every week. Instead, we should focus on actions every day with an eye on assumptions each week to make minor adjustments. But we don't want to take a look at those benchmarks until we're at the end of the month. Finally, the fourth step is to review your benchmarks and adjust action plans and assumptions monthly. By implementing this strategy for one month and tracking your results carefully, you're going to be able to look at benchmarks to see if you're taking the actions you committed to and also learn if your assumptions reflect reality. If we miss a benchmark, well, that means we need to examine our actions and assumptions in order to change our benchmarks for the next month. In my experience, following this process will often cause a rep or sales team to set benchmarks that are unrealistic the first month, but that are easily in reach within six months. Here's an example. Let's say I'm working with an ISO that has five reps, and they commit to the actions and assumptions that I talked about earlier, except that they believe their sales team, on average, is only going to close one out of ten contacts or have a 10% closing rate. So they're going to walk into 20 businesses a day, talk to five people a day, and close one out of 10 contacts. If we multiply this by five reps and 20 days a month, this gives their sales team a benchmark of 50 sales for the month, with each rep getting 10 sales. So if you're trying to visualize the math there, let me, let me make it a little more plain for you. So imagine each rep, 20 businesses a day times 20 days in the month. That means they're going to walk into 400 businesses a month. With a 25% contact rate, they're going to talk to 100 people a month. At a 10% closing rate, they're going to close 10 sales a month. They've got five reps, so that equals 50 sales a month. And that's the, the benchmark that we set initially. Now, what happens at the end of the first month? Well, it would be pretty common to actually see a result closer to maybe 30 sales, not 50. This is okay. As long as they have carefully tracked their results, they will know exactly why they missed the mark. As an example, maybe their team only walked into 10 businesses per day on average. This happens a lot because ISOs and sales managers and even salespeople usually dramatically overestimate the effort that they are making and the actions they're taking. Let's also assume that their contact rate was lower than they assumed. It was at 20% instead of 25%. So they weren't contacting, uh, they were getting into contact with only uh, one out of five people but they did manage to close 15% rather than 10%. So they closed higher than they thought. So this is really common for a first month because you have a goal, but your goal is based on actions and assumptions that you haven't tracked or proven yet. So the numbers really worked like this. Their sales team, each sales rep walked into 10 businesses a day for 20 days. So they walked into 200 businesses. 
instead of 400. They had a 20% contact rate, which means they spoke to 40 people. They had a 15% close rate, so they had six sales, 40 times 15%. They had six sales for each rep times five reps. That equals 30 sales for the month. With a top-down approach, this would be a pretty scary result because they were shooting for 50 and they only got 30. But with this strategy, it's pretty simple to understand what to do. Obviously, there's not much they can do about the contact rate. They made an assumption that it was 25%. It's really 20%, and that's probably just a reality of their market. So they need to change that assumption for the next month and move it down to 20%. The good news is they found out they can actually close higher than they anticipated, so they can raise that assumption to 15%. The only real action that needs to be taken here is an in-depth conversation with the sales team on how they can walk into more businesses each day since they missed that number by 50%, and on average, instead of going to 400 businesses, they only went into 200. That's a really, really big problem. Within six months, they could easily get their businesses per day up to, say, 18 which would take their team numbers with these new assumptions to 54 sales a month. Whether you're an individual sales rep or you are managing a big team of sales reps, follow this simple four-step process every month, gaining knowledge along the way. You will be surprised at how easy it is to identify what needs to be done to grow your submissions. If your closing rate is low, focus on sales training. If your walk-ins or calls are low, focus on hard work. With a little patience and a lot of character, you will start exceeding the potential you thought your team or yourself had in the first place. My name is James Shepard. This is the Merchant Sales Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to me as I'm sitting here in a cafeteria rather than in my cool studio. Have a great day.